Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I'm Dexterity Box, joined as always by Jake Punkchef41. It's been a uh, interesting week for Sheffield Wednesday. Yep. But before we get into all of that, how's your week been, my friend? Been interesting because I went and saw family for the first time in two years due to oh, pandemic yeah. stuff. And it was good to see them, but I found out my mother-in-law nearly lost my dog. My dog escaped and they didn't know how long for, and he came back with a limp. I'm like, yay, vet bill. <laughs> Oh, were they looking after your dog? Yeah, they were looking after the dog while we went because I don't like leaving on the house on on his own in on his own for a long period of time. It's not fair. And, no, I get I get that. Um, but he he escaped, and the conversation went. I thought you were watching now. I thought it was in here with you. Who had my dog? <laughs> okay, so we're cutting in very early in the podcast yes. because that went rogue. Members only. You can have it a good one. It was a little. It was a little bit ruder than we'd expect in the con- mm. in the uh, podcast, and we do try and keep this fairly above board. But members who have got the paywall, you have to be over eighteen for that. So, yep. uh, and it was very early on. <laughs> you'll enjoy the members only. Uh, you'll enjoy the members only concept video for October. I will say the one for September should be out by the time you're seeing this podcast. Ooh. I'm just. Uh, it's only a couple of minutes long, yeah. but it's just little bits from behind the scenes. Or if we ever have to cut anything out like that, because I go. Mm, maybe we can't keep that yeah. in in case people have got kiddies running about and stuff like that. And obviously we're trying to keep some level of decency. PG. PG in the podcast, indeed. Um, uh, I, had, I, had, I had noticed that this week in the comments section, people were winding you up. Right. You know, the premiership. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can I just say, I bet these are the same people that when I used to say premiership gave me so much grief in my comic <laughs> section, which got me PTSD to the point of I don't say premiership anymore, and now it actually annoys me when people say premiership, which is why I say Premier League. And then if you realise that it hasn't been the Premier League since 2001 or 2000... Yeah, it was 2001, wasn't it? That yeah, I found? it was when we got relegated, wasn't it? I, I was just season. like... Come on, lads. It's 20 years. 20 We're years. We're stuck in our old ways of boomers. We don't change. No. But it's the Premier League. Yeah. That's, but I do. I did appreciate that people weren't having a go at you for once. They were uh, <laughs> trying to wind me up in the comment <laughs> section. Uh, more housekeeping. I will be streaming the Cambridge game on Tuesday, which is the day you should... No, the week after. Week Sorry. after, Not, yeah. Not this podcast. Next week, there'll be a Cambridge game. I'll be streaming it that night. Just thought I'd mention it as a heads up, just in case you aren't one of those that watches the podcast on the day. And you can come and join us, youtube.com slash dexteritybox for the live stream of Cambridge versus Wednesday. On to pressing matters, Mark Willis writes in and says, would you rather be attacked by a duck that's the size of a horse or 50 horses that are the size of ducks? Personally, I'd take the giant duck. Now, I've been asked this. We had, we did a musician's question thing uh, right. when we did the abandoned to you ages ago, and this was on there. And it's always an interesting topic, so I'm actually quite glad somebody brought this to our attention. So, Jake, how do you feel I'm, about this topic? I'm conflicted because I think the giant duck, the size of a 
duck-sized horse you could probably run away from. But a lot of tiny ducks you could, I don't know, throw a load of bread and run away somewhere else. Or it's whatever. Tiny horses. Tiny or horses. Um, carrots then. Or sugar cubes and run away. My plan is run. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Horses have got the power, right? So yes. 50 of them, even it's quite small, they'd be That's nasty the, little sods. Yeah. They would. And you'd probably get quite hurt. But the giant duck, right, if it's massive, it's wingspan. Yeah, you could have a wrestle with it. But because I'm quite tall, I'd fancy my chances at duck mm. height with only 50 of the horses. Yeah. I reckon I could score a few penalties with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, as they're running, they just <laughs> absolutely launch him. I, re- I reckon I could get some good good spin on a few of him. Oh, before someone a few please of them start make wearing this a flat game. Are you just <laughs> kicking? <laughs> I, no, I do. Like, because let's be honest, you watch the Grand National, half of them are getting shot because their legs are dodgy anyway. Mm. If they're running at me, it's not going to take much to. True. To sort of. Like, if their legs. If the leg sort of like vulnerability carries what, on towards the being small. But what if you've got a load behind you with that power and then they take your standing leg out of you to kick one? Yeah, but what if the, big, the huge giant duck comes up behind you and all of a sudden you've got a massive duck behind you? It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. one of your, it's your old standard Tuesday night, that Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think I'd take the tiny horses. 50 tiny horses. Yourself? I'll take the giant duck. Take the giant duck. Fair enough. You could have a lovely Chinese afterwards. Exactly. Be amazing. Thank you, Mark. Uh, always writing in on pressing matters. We appreciate it from our audience. We will uh, only do the one today. Yes. There wasn't that much ridiculous this week, and there wasn't, but I, uh, I wouldn't say it's ridiculous. I was saying it's a very pressing matter. Previous matches. The Pizza Cup happened, and we played Mansfield I Town. I I paid a tenner for this, mate. I could so have had actual. I. I could have had actual pizza with it. Mm. I mean, it was quite funny seeing Quinn go full <laughs> and a by all. Yeah, trying <laughs> to run much. and give it give it the Wednesday fans at the other end, and then realizes in his mid thirties now, conk out in the mid yeah. like three quarters of the way, halfway into their half, and just go to his knees, and then to concede yeah. in added time. It was nice it. to do it to someone else. Yeah. It was it was such a strange game because if you ever like do these like watching games and then you're on Twitter as well, Twitter's so toxic when you look at these things. Like we should I'll be just, battering them. I can't but, stand the platform. Uh, the same it, the thing is, we didn't set up well in that game, let's be fair. We could have set up a lot better. Uh the there were a couple of shining lights in that game, one of them with Corbin you which we'll talk about later. I thought Wildsmith had a solid little thing, nothing he could do about the goal. But at the end of the day, we beat them. That was all that matters. And it helped us a little bit have a little bit of positivity going in. Yes, it wasn't the best way to win. Yes, it's annoying the next Sheffield United player good, but then he had to at the end of it, I'd go, I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry. sorry. Like, the embarrassment where you, if you don't win that game must be bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just a, a job done. Weren't playing a full-strength yeah. side. Um, Berahino could have done a bit more. Mm. You know, I, I, I like that he's actually playing when he's called upon because yeah. the old personality of Berahino probably wouldn't have played in the Pizza Cup. Um, but 
we could. I want to see more. I want to see goals from him because he got Oxford, it. He's he in his locker. Good. Yeah, you know, he was. He's, he he came on and changed that game for me. He he needs to show it more consistently because he could be a hell of a goal scorer for us. Let's yeah. move on to the league one then, the one that we actually care about. Yeah, I mean, we care about the Pete's Cup. We'll care about it when we get to Wembley if we get to yeah. Wembley. Um, <laughs> Interesting game. It started. Is that out, one way to put it? <laughs> yeah, it's well, it started out very fanatical because both teams went and had chances early doors, and we made a mistake for theirs that nearly let them in. But it's one of those games where we're coming against teams who are on good form or the teams that we shouldn't be beating. When you look at them in the league, we're doing what we did last year to a team. We said we could get battered against yeah. Bolton last week. We did. Yeah, but. It is that whole situation where I, it was weird because we set up with five in midfield. It was 3 5 2. Yeah. It's like, great, great, we're going attacking. We've got what we asked for. We wanted two up top, but we didn't utilize it at all. Gibson had a great game. What about, Lef- looked- what about, uh, <laughs> do you remember the challenge early on? Mm, who, yeah. got left on their, who got left on their arse and they nearly um, got through from it? Oh, it's going to annoy me. Yeah. I was going to say left back because I, I moved. Who's our number four? Is it Gibson? Gibson, yeah. Got left on his arse. Mm. And they nearly go through. And luckily, they can't pass it through. But you nearly concede sort of early into the match. Yeah. They want to be in the best. I also picked up an early yellow. And there was a lot of complaint from the Bolton lot at half time because he did a tackle just on the edge of the box uh, on Kieran Lee. And they were like, it, it, that's a second yellow now, come on. And the referee went, no, I'm not giving you a yellow. And then they tried to cause it more in the tunnel. And I also just laughed it off, but did it in like a sly smile. I said, may have got away with that one when he had this interview at the end. But it, we changed it in the second half. We went 4-3-3. Uh, Hook came off. Gibson came off. Both looked like they got injuries, sadly. But we looked a little bit more composed. But I'm getting it because we understand that formation a little bit but it would nice to see more go a bit attacking go for something a bit different try you can tell he's a manager in that transitional period where he doesn't know which tactic works and which players work yet so he's trying a bit of evidence until one of them properly sticks and mm. it's a crack it's a cracking cross to get the ball to hunt a little bit fortunate but that ball to hunt and then he pinpoints it for Lee Gregory it's a great goal tapping Gregory just had that instinct to be in the right place at the right time which shows he's a poacher which is yeah. uh, we've had we've poachers lacked. in the past like we've not really had one since Hooper no you know um, it's nice to have a poacher he nearly obviously Gregory got the header in the first half as well that, mm. that the keeper had to make a good save for but he's in the right positions Gregory, if we can find him and he can get into those positions, will be. I want to see that more attacking emphasis. Yeah, Berahino uh, was a handful for him in that first half. He really was trying to get at him. There's sometimes where you thought if you just look up, he could have played it, but either naturally he's going to look for the goal, either striker. So mm. some of the shots hit the side net him. The only annoying thing about this game for me was how many added on time at the end. It was at six minutes again. <laughs> It's like referees want to just give us all the time in the world to concede. I did say on Twitter, um, hey, look, boys, we didn't concede and had a time for once, you know. Why? Well, if we do, we're clean sheep. Well, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit because um, I was, I just came on Twitter and I just saw all the negativity, mm. right? And I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. 
I uh, listened to a bit of Football Heaven in the car. People were saying that they hated Darren Moore's post-match interview. Um, it was it was interesting. <laughs> Let's yeah. go into that because Darren yeah. Moore post Bolton. So this I've ri- I've written this up. So the fans have been unhappy. He said he was pleased with the game, and the injuries were the reason the system changed at half time. Fans were questioning why our performance was acceptable to him if the changes weren't tactical. Said he wasn't worried about the performance in his post-match interview. He was more worried about losing Hutchinson and Gibson to injury, which he can understand that. Yeah. But it was concerning that we weren't at full pelt and he seemed to play that down quite a lot. And he does that. He does play those situations down. I'll present the counter-argument that he added that he wanted to bring more attacking options off the bench, but he was Mm. denied that due to the injuries. So maybe he was saying he wanted to change it up in the second half. And we have seen that before yeah. in games doing that, um, but he couldn't do that due to injuries. Do the fans uh, who are upset by the interview and the lack of tactical prowess have a point or are they just nitpicking? As after all, we did get the three points. So mm. that's what I want to raise for the topic. For me, it's interesting because League One, is what those, even if you're at home, sometimes you just got to play not at your best and just hope to get the three points. Like, we played some really nice football recently and we haven't come away with nothing. So it's nice to see us do like, uh, it's not a great foot, but we got all three points. It Maybe it's a mind kind of thing. I have a funny feeling he's not one to build up too much hope going forward. We don't want to like make people go giddy. You notice that when we were going on that early run. It's like, we've won a couple of games. We're going to have a period where we're going to have to adjust anyway when things happen. And I think he's very good at being realistic with what he's got team-wise kind of thing. Because I think he understands that this is a team that is in transition. We're a transitional manager. But I understand where the fans are coming from. But we were never going to come into this league and just walk it like a lot of people thought. I think some very strong things. I think he tries to keep his players on side to the extent of his own detriment. Mm. So, like, you know, with the individual mistakes and stuff like that, he took a lot on with it, and he says he's not worried about the performance, and he's never been worried about the performance. And then if you keep saying that, Moore's going to be focused on Moore. Yeah. About, well, is it your tactics then? Because what's the problem? Why aren't we going and taking You saw this a little bit. In a sense, when Carlos was right near the end of his time with Wednesday, where they were questioning his tactics and saying stuff, the difference is Carlos would always come out fighting. I think more quite level-headed when it comes to the... Is he great with talking to press? Not in terms of like a monk or a pulis or that charismatic No, he's a bit bit more real. He's real, isn't he? He'll say how it is and... He'll tell tell him he's not going to he's not going to speak on stuff and they're not going to yeah. get it out of him, that sort of thing. And you can tell that he doesn't like being asked certain questions. And yeah. Fair you know, that's fair. I will say, as a side note, I do really enjoy having Rob Staten back on radio. Yeah, Jeff same. Field. It's good, isn't uh, it? He, 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 had his little the, trip to, he had his little trip to the National nope. BBC <laughs> and then Hull <laughs> and they come back home. He, uh, could you have said that any more patronisingly? <laughs> I think he... Uh, it was the voice, like when I was when I was at uni and I couldn't always mm. go and stuff like that. And all uh, it was, 
his voice on commentary for Wednesday for me has been quite legendary throughout my uh, my life, really, because he was he's, he was there for a long time. Yeah, he was. he was. He yeah. was. He got a really good um, NFL blog he does as well on his Seahawks he supports. Fair enough. And all through the Manfield game, he would put it in little like NFL turns. It's like he was having a game with himself. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, before we come, become, uh, we bring him on as a guest just by talking about him. Uh, oh, mind having a chat with him, actually. That would be, a decent, be a decent guest at some point. Uh, he, with the, uh, with the more thing, though, as I said, he was asked about the performance and whether he wasn't happy with it. And he said in direct response to that, that he wasn't, he wasn't concerned about the performance. And mm. a lot of fans are like, but we were crap. Which, let's be honest, we, we weren't, weren't, we weren't, weren't brilliant. Great. To be fair, the, the nice thing was to see an other side of the fan car looked at the bottom side and they were saying, you were lucky the referee was on your side the entire game. And like... We've had that entirely this season with most of our games. So it's nice for, to like have it where a referee's actually been decent for us and we see it that way. But they thought they had a handball. Um, there was a lot of... They were not happy with the uh, refereeing at all. And like, yeah, join the club. He's not yeah, I'm going to say, <laughs> doors open, mate. We've, uh, we've, be, we've had the, uh, the music playing for quite some time. It's, it's just one of them. I I've I said we Bolton are a good outfit, you know, yeah. but they didn't take their chances and Wednesday end up in the same situation many times. But it's look it's at the three, game against Wigan. Look at the game against Bolton. It's Was three it? vital points and it's put yeah. us right back up there. You know, it's a point. It's a point off playoffs, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're just a point off the playoffs again. So if we kick on, can put a string of results together, even if they're scrappy. I've got to look at it. I've got to look at it from the positive results perspective yeah. because I take you a don't always win results. I'll take a scrappy result kind of thing, even if we play ugly and still have three points. We played really good football on last season at times, you know, yeah. uh, under Monk, under Monk. I said under Monk a lot as well. You know, we were playing good mm. football, but we weren't getting the results. We brought in Tony Poulis last season to, bri- to get the results and he didn't get the results. If we get scrappy one nils like that and they're actual results that actually lead to something for Wednesday, I'd prefer that. The only thing I would say with it is, for me, if you're going to go that crappy 1-0 kind of then thick put all players behind the ball, we've got to get better defensively and not play it out from the back because playing out from the back is just scary at times. The, the thing is, yeah, I agree. personally, I'd like us to go for more and I'm pretty sure Darren wants us to go for more goals kind of thing, so we're not having to do that. It, the, the referees decided to put eight minutes on and we're 1-0 up kind of thing. So, and that just comes from us. I think that's the mental side of the team to, to go, look, we can still push on and not get scared of getting on the count and conceding. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with any of that. We'll uh, see how it goes at the weekend. Mm-hmm. But talking about coming up to the weekend and teams and what can Wednesday do, let's talk about Joe Wildsmith. Not a topic I thought we'd be bringing up, but I want to ask, does he keep his place? Because let's just look at it here. And the situation with Bailey Peacock Farrell, obviously on international duty. So he wouldn't have played in the Pizza Cup anyway against Mansfield. But whilst he's made three appearances, two clean sheets, he's only conceded one and that was against yeah. Mansfield, the goal we just said he could do nothing really about. Does he keep the 
shit. Bailey Peacock Farrow recently has been dropping some clangers. His last game, his last, his last league game for us, Bailey. Um, he even though it, well, they weren't clangers, he still, I still feel like he could have, yeah. you know, done better. Got down for a goal, that sort of thing, and it would it be better for Bailey to have that competition from Wildsmith and not have Darren Moore put him straight back in when he comes back off international break because mm. it's almost like you've got to prove it or Wildsmith's got to have a clanger. Because if Wild, yeah. it for me from that perspective, it's a win-win. You keep Wildsmith in, and if he has a good game, that means Wednesday a push or meet, you, you know, clean both. sheet. It's also when, about pushing each other, isn't it? If you've got two keepers that are competing for that thing, it yeah. makes the mindset of actually, if I make a mistake, crap, my position's gone. We haven't had that in ages at Wednesday in the keeping situation. It's always been, Wild Smith is your number one. You're not, not Westwood even, is your number one. You're not going to get him out of the way unless there's a manager that doesn't like him and we get Dawson and all that kind of stuff with that. Which happened a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, show, he's shown, in, in, when he's been called upon, there's only a couple of times where he looked a little bit nervous. It's only because he's playing out from the back. You can tell he's not comfortable with it. And I don't think our defence is comfortable with playing out from the back. But he had some really Apart good from saves. my offer. Yeah, yeah, but I offered not got someone next to him who's then got that. That's the thing. Know, if it, I offer is the perfect player to play out from the back. Yeah. The rest of the back line, not so much. That's the issue. So what you're saying is clone I offer to I offer in the back line? Pretty much just a, a ball playing. I thought Hutch was going to be that perfect player. Because mm. I thought you put Hutch next to Iofa, then you've got two people who can bring it out. But maybe maybe we just need to feed it through Iofa. This probably wouldn't work because then you target him on the on the yeah. playing out from the back. But you they can do look dodgy when they play out from the back. If you have three, though, right, you have two that are good on the ball and you have one stopper. You, want, mm. you have one nasty get that gets back and, and gets into that and, you know, does the cover. Two ball playing defenders in the cover. But we we don't really have two ball playing defenders. Nope, that's the issue. We've got one. Exactly. He done enough for me. The two games thing. He looks. He looks like he got his confidence back. He looks like he's playing with that kind of thing. I'm here to prove point and possibly going playing for a contract next season. So there's an added is incentive of well. Well I, well, I will say we obviously were quite harsh on Cam and Joe. We always, we always said we don't really like doing this because they're Wednesday lads, you know, mm. but they weren't good enough for the championship season I th- uh, last season. I think they, they, prob- they probably say that themselves. Yeah. But this season, Cam's doing really well on loan at Exeter. Yeah. And, and there will always be the cynic saying found his level, that sort of thing. And if Joe, we don't know what Joe's going to be like in League One. He's had one appearance so far and kept a clean sheet. So maybe the drop down would do some good. And if we, he's our keeper, you know, if, yeah. we, if we keep him in, and he keeps Bailey Peacock Farrell out with good performances. That can't be anything other than a positive for Wednesday because because it's I don't yeah. the only thing I'm worried about is the loan agreement. Is the loan agreement that Bailey Peacock Farrell plays? You've been you've been burnt by FIFA so much, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. They do get recall. No, but no, but seriously, but yeah, I know though, what you because mean. I know what you mean. When you loan from Premier League, when the Premier League will live, there's, there's a certain thing that says we want them to play every week in, week out. Especially if he's a keeper, because they're like, well, we don't want just to just sit on the bench because you can't really bring him on as a sub, mm. you know. Darren Moore did say in his post-match interview at Bolton, when asked about Wildsmith keeping the spot, he said, why not? 
but uh, he'll see how he goes this week and see whether he can challenge. I like. For I it. do like. I do like that answer. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's the best decision. I will actually be quite pleased if I see Wild Smith in in the lineup on. Where Saturday. is Bailey's last game? Is it in Northern Ireland or is he actually away? You're asking me like I actually know, mate. Northern Ireland's fixtures. Let's have a look. Northern Ireland. Oh yeah, that's just I've just put Northern Ireland in. I can't really do that. Can I? <laughs> no. Everything's talking about the uh, protocol at the minute. So. They're in Bulgaria. Yeah, don't play him. Yeah. Just give him a break. Yeah, that's, that's not ideal, is it? I think that might... If, if I don't know, Mo- though. It's a Tuesday night. He comes back. He'll, he'll, have, he'll be able to train at end of week. Mm. I still think Joe's done enough to keep his place. Yeah, I'd like to see him get the chance. Because we've got nothing to lose. No. Bailey Peacock Farrell's not on form for us, but he was. Keep Wildsmith in. If he has a clanger in, Bailey Peacock Farrell then knows he has to come in and perform to keep his shirt. It's a win-win. Yep. You know, that, that, that's how it looks to me, but I know how these things work, and I bet you Bailey's in net on Saturday. Probably is. I bet he is. Yeah. Which will annoy me. <laughs> Because it's not a good way to... You, you, the whole point is then you're not rewarding players on good performances. And Joe did make a Do you very want the England job? against Bolton. <laughs> I mean, I, I support Southgate, I'm just saying. I know a, a lot of people don't, but I think he could have done some things differently. Why are we going into this? I don't know. Anyway, next topic. Sheffield Wednesday's new staff edition confirmed with a lucrative contract. Now... This is taken from the star. Which is uh, also then taken from the Doncaster Free Press. Okay. So we're going to go from the Doncaster Free Press, who said, in quote, we know Greeny is a club legend. He was a brilliant footballer for the club, a great personality and someone who is positive. Rob has left because Sheffield at Wednesday offered him quite a lucrative contract, so he couldn't wait to leave. Greeny's starting out and he's got all his qualification in terms of his fitness stuff. So this is our sports science dude now, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. his official title I've heard, sports science dude. Yeah. Well, basically, yeah. basically, it's when we lost Tony Stark in the summer, we never replaced him. And this makes sense. It's someone more knows. It's someone who's worked with before. And you got, when was the last time we had a manager allowed to go and pick what he wants and people who he's worked with in the past? We haven't in a long time. It's been, we'll cobble this together and see how it goes. Leaf with him, he knows who they are, he understands it. Like you currently got Jamie Smith, Neil Thompson, and Simon Ireland, and Andrew Basso, the coaches, kind of thing. Now, a lot of people have said in the past when Thompson got the job, he was doing under 23 stuff and doing quite well. He'd been given that promotion up to first team. Obviously, he did okay when he had us in charge for a little bit. But at the same time, it's nice to see more getting what he wants and what he thinks it's needed kind of thing. And it sounds like we've gone quite big on this. And if it improves it, why not? Yeah, there's not really, there's not really a whole lot to say on this one other than it's showing more, uh, more's got the leeway with Chancery to bring all his team in, yeah. you know, slowly. And the more, more and more people <laughs> coming in because they know more Jesus. So many puns. 
But it is going to link into the topic actually quite nicely. Yes, the Chancery is quite publicly. Well, he hasn't actually. He's he, not. He's said not it. said anything. But it's, it's been implied quiet. by the manager that he's been backed yeah. by the chairman, which you'd assume he wouldn't just say because for for risks of, you know, blowback. Yeah. So this is from the star. Quote, asked about conversations he had with the Thai businessman. This is uh, Darren Moore. In recent weeks, he said, he's going to, he said, he's, he said, keep going, keep working, keep at it, keep improving. It's been about improving and getting stronger each and every week to keep still showing that level of consistency in terms of improving the team. That's where the chairman has been at with it, really, in terms of going forward. We've been speaking regularly, week in, week out, and those are the sort of messages that I've been coming from overseas going forward. We want results now, and the chairman will be the same. But we also understand that there has been a lot of change at the football club. At the same time, we want to be competitive and win games, but there are a lot of new faces here, and it's out there for all to know and see. We're trying to get both aspects right in terms of winning games now and getting the overload of new faces quickly cemented and well-oiled teams well oiled in terms of playing their part for the club and winning games. So he implies that he's been backed fully by the chairman. It would stack up with him yep. being able to bring his own staff in and continue to bring his mates in. So Remember what Moore was like when he got ill? Apparently he was constantly on the phone talking, checking what was going on. I have a feeling he's probably the same with the chairman, wanting to let him know what's going on. It seems like there's that kind of relationship where this is your business. This is, I'm looking after it kind of thing. This is what I'm doing. This is what I need. And just remember, Chancery should be able to come into the UK soon. Kind of thing. Because I don't think they're on a red list anymore. We've had to cut into this podcast because uh, I had some, some work stuff to deal with uh, quite urgently. Yeah. And it's completely thrown me off because it's been about 20 minutes. What were we talking about, Punk? <laughs> uh, we were talking about the whole situation with Chancery being backed and stuff. And I was saying that how Chancery is, should be able to come into the country soon. Because I think Thailand is off the red list. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when Chancery and Darren actually meet face to face and Chancery's there. Is there, a change, yeah. is there a change in how Chancery is when he's there? Because he's not been here for the best part of a year. Ish. Yeah, it's been a while. It's definitely been a while because he was doing a lot of Zoom press conferences and that, mm. wasn't he? I think he'll uh I think he'll continue to back him. He's uh, he seems to have a good rapport. So To be fair, Darren's to... a very big bloke. He he can be very persuasive. Just knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> um so we're talking about Lewis Gibson a little bit. What do you think on Lewis Gibson? Because he's come back in and yeah. people were saying after Mansfield to play him and then he played on Saturday. And, and then he got injured. And also, I don't, I didn't, I was watching Mansfield and I was taking into account that it was Mansfield, you know, like I was like, yeah. I don't really see the, the massive call for him to play personally. This, this, is, this also leads into the next topic as well, but with a player, but he got a calmness about him that we sometimes need at the back. I think that is very mm-hmm. much needed. Uh, instead of like flapping a little bit, he's obviously here to get game experience. He done League One before. He did it with Fleetwood, so he does know the division. He didn't. He didn't do well at Reading. Apparently, they slated him, but at the same time, he's here. And 
if this is one of our loan players, we've got to use him. We don't know what the agreement is. Yeah. And if we are looking at that whole thing of playing Hutch further forward, then he's he got to get a partnership with either Dunkley or Iolfa. So he needs to have that game time to get that partnership. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think he needs to decide his back line quite quickly. Yeah, it's, and starting get it to, set. it's starting to get to a point where we can't keep going into games where the back line change constantly. I don't mind changing everything in front of that. I get that, but I always think a solid back line that knows it week in, week out is always handy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you completely. With the uh, the Theo Corbinu stuff as well that we're going to go into, he obviously, he tries a lot of stepovers. They don't always come off. No. You know, people used to say that about Ronaldo. I don't think Corbs is going to hit those levels, but it would be nice to see somebody yeah. with a bit of trickery and them get a bit more game time for Wednesday. And he didn't obviously start <laughs> on Saturday. But he did, he did start in the Pizza Cup. And he, yes, did, he, did. he did look very good. And he looked really good going forward. He's the only one really driving forward. But at the same time, this is Manfield. Yeah. Kind of thing. Is. When we've seen him in other games where it's been against league opposition, he can get the... The thing for me, when I've seen him, when he loses that ball, there isn't that urgency yet there yet to get that ball back. And that's something you need to realise. If he's going to do these, he needs to get the urgency to win that ball back. Now, he's 19. This is his first loan club. The interview yeah. we did was interesting because I have a funny feeling he was coming to Wednesday going, well, I'm from the Premiership. I'm from Wolves. I'm going to play every week. Mm. And I don't think he gets that's not how it works. It, nah. does, that, does that make sense? I don't, I'm I not think, trying yeah, to Yeah, no, mean. I get what you're saying. He's also international, isn't he? Yeah. So. It's that kind of thing where... Going forward, we do need that, and he would have probably been ideal. And he is a, he's exciting when you watch him. When we've seen glimpses of him, he's really good. He, like I say, it's those stepovers <laughs> where you yeah. go, you've done too many. It, it's that annoying kid on FIFA when you're online. Oh, no, there's, there's somebody I was playing on FIFA yesterday that uh, I was battering him all game. Yeah. But obviously... He counters me twice. Actually, you know, there's this thing where if you get a free kick to the middle, you can score a finesse free kick. Mm. Uh, sorry, you can, uh, not free kick. If you get a corner and you get it out to someone like Sterling, mm. you can finesse it into the top corner. So I've been battering him. 80th minute, he gets a corner, does this, 1-1, one, one, all right. Next couple of minutes, he gets another corner, does the exact same goal, and then runs and does the big celebration and then just starts passing it. Because on FIFA, it's really easy to actually pass it and yeah. not let a player get it now on FIFA. It used to be harder because you used to lose the ball a bit more. But now you can just pass it around. So he'd been battered all game. Two sweaty free kicks, that sort of thing. Wait until so the basically what we're saying is, uh, we basically what we're saying is Theo mm. needs to make sure he's more consistent and not just yeah. put the skills away. I don't know where we went with that, but there we go. Josh Windass has made a hint of return as well, talking about uh, he'll soon be... Uh, on the same side of Jack Hunt. Yeah, basically, put a picture of him in skinning Jack Hunt, obviously, and basically, it'll be nice to be on a pitch in the same team colours. So it would be nice to see a bit of banter there. But he is slowly coming back, which is good. And I, I thing is, Josh Windack could be the person that like, actually changes the season for us with how yeah. we go forward. And that's something that we all remember that he's there to come in. All the people going, we need this, is it? We still got someone who was pretty much on form and he's going to be not the right player for this league, if that makes sense. He's a championship player. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, 
I think when we've been, I don't want to talk about it too much because Windass is, uh, we've talked about him loads. Yeah. We just need to get him to get back now. Yep. Okay. Another one. <laughs> uh, this is from the star. Quote, Sheffield Wednesday owner Desh Fonchanziri summoned to MP meeting over season ticket saga. More than after a year after the deadline passed to apply for a rebate the last for the fast life for the fa- last five home games of the 2019-20 campaign, thousands of long-suffering our supporters could still be owed money yet have no idea when they get it they'll get it back. The club also refused to refund the 2021 season tickets, offering ticket credit instead of and instead blaming the severe impact of COVID-19 on cash flow. Now the star understands Labour MP Jill Furness, who represents Brightside and Hillsborough, will meet with Mr Chancery in the coming weeks to seek answers on how fans can get their money back. Guidance from the competition markets, the CMA basically states, yeah. consumers will be generally entitled to re- a refund if goods and services paid for cannot be provided because of lockdown laws. A business imposing such barriers may breach consumer protection law by doing so, it adds. Right. I'm, I'm a End little quote. bit... I'm torn on this right. one, right? Because we all knew football may not have been starting up when everything shut down. It was looking more and more likely that it wasn't. Let's say that, right? Yeah, I think if you're a fan, you took a risk with getting a season ticket like you normally would. If you were the ones who've been in there long term, you get one every season, part of the five-year or the ten-year, yeah, definitely you might be able to get a season worth back. Yeah. But it's like when you get these people saying the fans should be rewarded, uh, refunded when we had a long journey and we lost. There was no guarantee we were going to get football this that season and be able to go. Now, my question is, is other clubs having this issue where their owners are being asked to be spoke to by MPs about what's going on? Because I bet there's a lot of clubs who weren't able to pay it back either. I think the situation is, though, there is, if you, there was a general law that Mm. if you didn't, if you couldn't go to an event or something because of lockdown, you had to have your money back. Yeah. And then companies had to start putting into their things like, I think, uh, booking websites and stuff started putting, if you book after this date, you are now taking full risk if there's another lockdown that you will lose your money if you go on a like yeah. a, a non-cancellation policy. Because it was an unprecedented thing that came in that obviously the club then did, the, I don't know if the club have put that in this time, if you've, mm. you've bought, you bought a season ticket and COVID comes back in, you don't get, they, pro- they probably will have done now. There's probably something in the fine print now. But back then, obviously, back when these people took their season tickets out, th- this wasn't a thing. So by law, they are protected by the lockdown laws uh, they brought in about this sort of thing. I, w- I will say if you get your refund back and then you see not much money coming into the club or we're doing the freeze again, that'll explain why. Well, it's not that. there's not that many people who are actually asking for it anymore, no, though. No, uh, that... <sighs> No offence to the article, it just seems like an MP wanting to get a bit of paper time, if that makes sense. I get it. I mean, I can't say, you can't, you can't say no offence, we can't say it's a non-story because I've probably clipped this out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's... It does, it does need addressing. It's just annoying to constantly see this. Yeah. Stacking up with something... Negative. Negative 
going on in the back room again. Do you know what I mean? And this yes. time it's uh, it's an MP getting involved about it. I just think it would have been a lot easier just to silently sort of refund everyone and just get on with it and deal with it and do it as a big part of a cleanup mess. He's already doing a rebuild. Could we not have just cleaned it up and swept it a bit under the carpet? Yeah, it would have been easier. It would have been. I've not, I won't have clipped this out now, actually, because it's not long enough. <laughs> It'll be like three minutes. So I can't, because I can't be bothered to talk about it anymore. Let's talk about Sheffield Wednesday linking up with Manchester United. You talk about this for me. Sheffield Wednesday have welcomed two unnamed Manchester United youngsters to Middle Road in a week of part of the Premier League Giant Innovation new pro experience programme. So think of it like an apprentice coming to do some work kind of thing, because one of the big things is, is a lot of the Premiership lads don't go out of their little bubbles. This day where they are. So the purpose of this initiative to give a number of United professional development phases, under 17s and under 23s, play training with English football league clubs in short berth. The programme also provides youngsters with an ideal platform to prove themselves ahead of potential loan moves in the future. Now, for me, this is a smart link up. This is very much a Darren Moore situation for me. Knowing that where he comes from is the under 17s, under 23s when he was doing back at West Brom and stuff. This makes sense because you could, you could easily see Wednesday saying, we've seen a lad who's on loan, who's in the like program. We'd like to take him on loan for six months to see what he can do in League One or, or yeah. say if we're in the championship. Then, but you've also got the flip side. It's like if they release him and say he's not good enough for Man United, well, we can go, well, we saw you. We've seen what you can do. We know what you can do already from when you've been here. We'd like to offer you a contract. It makes sense. If you're looking at like building things better off the field with different clubs and stuff, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know what what you think. I just think it's a great link. Obviously, um, it's a good way for us to to get a link with Manu because we haven't really had a link with Manu in that. And I know we. I think there was a time last, where we last did. one with Chris Eagles. Yeah, so like having an actual sort of more of a formal link up with this through the, that program and. We know they've got a good academy. Yeah. Well, Ferguson, so, Ferguson used to say, I loan players to Sheffield Wednesday because 23,000 Wednesday fans screaming at you will make it in terms of the same environment you get at Manchester United. But yeah. worse if you get a bad performance because you hear it more. And I think big clubs like Wednesday who have got the big stadiums, a premiership club is going to ideally loan them to them just because of, if you're thinking how they play, if say they've already done the lower league and it's played to 10,000, 5,000, and then they go to somewhere where it's 23,000, you're up in it each time, aren't you? And I think mm -hmm. you find what a player can do in different circumstances because some players don't do well in front of big crowds. And you see them there in the is lower that. league. And there is some players like our team last season that don't do well when the fans aren't in screaming at them. So you, <laughs> you, do, need, you do need both sides of it, don't yeah. you, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of topics in here we don't need to talk about, really. There's yeah, the there's the Marvin Johnson one about an injury or whatever. There's Sam and Sam Hutchinson and Lewis Gibson about when they'll come we back. We've always said that's injured. Yeah, exactly. George Byers, again, he's another one that he is injured. He should be Might back be for back the Wimbledon game. Yeah, so that's just sort of an injury roundup. The League One roundup, there was only four matches A lot were proposed to come to national duty. Yeah, Ipswich Town actually beat Shrewsbury 2-1. Wickham got a 2-0 win against Gillingham. We won uh, at home against Bolton. Plymouth beat Burton 2-1. So they were the four mm. matches that were played. Let's have a look at who Wednesday have got coming up next. 
And that is, as you said, Wimbledon. Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon. They are 15th in League One currently. Their record is 3 4 4, 13 points. And their last match was a one all draw with Burton Albion. They obviously had their match postponed at yep. the weekend. Now, interestingly, players to watch out for are Will Nightingale, a defender who's got three goals, so it looks like set pieces. Be careful on the set pieces. Sal, who is... Uh, That's in your career in mode, my, isn't he? In my, <laughs> in my, career mode, my current cam. He's got two for them. Radoni has three for them, and Mabwede has two for them as well. So a few players that have bagged a couple. From what I've seen them play, they're interesting. They're, they're a bit of a Marmite team. Sometimes they'll turn up, sometimes they won't. Uh, and they've had a lot of high-scoring games. Right, okay. So that could be interesting. No, that would be interesting. I don't have anything else to say on it. No. I don't really know. I've not really seen much of AFC Wimbledon, so we'll have to just uh, analyse it when the match is over. Let's move over to our community topics. Good old Hub Dub has wrote in and go, who do you guys prefer? Acad- what do you guys prefer? Sorry, not who. Academy system or just having a first team and a B team? Pros and cons for a team like Wednesday. I know Brentford have recently scrapped their academy. I like, the, aca- I like the academy system. But it, we rarely used it when we'd had it. Yeah. Now, the Brentford models are a risk. And it's one of those risks. If it works out like it had for Brentford, it's fantastic. But it's that whole thing. Where do you then get your player from? You're having to not see him come through, if you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather keep the academy and use it like we are doing now than go with the thing because the Brentford model, the Moneyball model, and Liverpool have done well off it, Brentford done well off it, and it does show to work, but it it takes time for it to work. And look at where Brentford have been. I don't think we got a got the time. I don't think we fans have got the patience. I think, I think why why not have like a middle ground of it? You know, have the uh, you need the reserve league, you need mm. the academies. If you start going down were... the B team, you're going to get the Premiership lot going in. Yeah, you might even get the Premier League lot going in. Mm. Um, that could happen as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we need it. We look at the other side of the city. Their academy system worked out right, yeah. and didn't it? You just need a good academy. That's the that's the main difference. You have to utilize it, and that's the one thing we haven't done for God knows how many years. Like Palmer came from the academy when Brian Law was the manager, and we had a lot of good academy players out of yeah, that thing. True. We had Beaver, we had Fur, we had Palmer. When we use it, we use it properly, but we we have we've overlooked it for years. Thank you very much, Hubdub, for writing in. GNX is next. What's your take on Palmer right now? Is he still a valuable player for us or has he fallen off? I've got, I don't know where this has come from. He's like, still doing good for me. Is it all right? Yeah. Short answer, GNX. He's fine. Yeah. The next one is from Stee DJ Risky White. We need a striker in January. Berahino and Gregory aren't firing enough and Corbinu and Canberry can't get in the first team. So for me... It, they're off. Uh, they're off. Canberra and Corbinu, and bringing somebody else who's available. I'm not even going to say who's available because I don't agree I, with this, Steve. No, I don't know if you do, and you want to expand on it. But like, I I got the whole thing with Berahino and Gregory. Gregory, God, at weekend. I think the mm-hmm. service we're getting told me 
not great at times when we're trying yeah. to build it up. It's more the service. If you get the service to you look at what Berenino did for his first goal. We've got a fast striker. We've got a tricky striker. Yeah. And we've got a poacher. Yeah. And we've got Cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> so... Sorry, you've got, you've got, yeah, no, no actual reason behind that. Sorry, mate. Uh, there's the the build up you've got there of those types. We've got every type of striker. Yes, we're not firing enough, but we're just not very good at the minute in general. Yeah. It's more a case of I don't think we need to bring anyone in. To be honest, Steve, we just need to sort it out on the pitch. Yeah, a lot of it to do with that. We lose the ball every five minutes because we can't string passes, and that's a big problem at the minute because we don't seem to keep the ball well. It's true. Maple Leaf wrote in to the Discord saying, who is not getting the playtime you think they should and who should they replace? I guess it's a curse of having a deep team, but I'm starting to get confused by some of the game day selections. It's an odd one because you, I, I, I'd like to see more Corbin in. That is a big one. I'd like to see a lot more Theo. I think he deserves his place. Yeah. Adeniran and um, Brown... They've had little knocks. The thing is, we've not been able to see what a full fit team have been because we keep having these little muscle, and it's muscle injuries that every time I hear more or back it, back when it Pulis and Monk, it was always sodding muscle injuries. We were yeah. always getting muscle injuries. So I don't know if that's something to do with the training pitch, how they're training, or they're not recovering well. It's a difficult one because I l- Personally, I want to see a solid back four week in, week out. I don't want to keep changing because that's doing my head in. Because defences, build, you build from your defence and go forward. At the start of the transfer window, we were like, right, we've got a solid defence now. We can go on. We've got the players in midfield. And then we've got the strikers. Now, it doesn't seem like we've got a solid defence. The players in midfield are good, but at the same time, I've never known a Wednesday team lose the ball so much recently. Like, even Barry Bannon's, like, hitting... It's it's overcomplicating it a little bit instead of doing the simple passes at times. It go for like the worldy show show or pass and then it's losing it. Yeah, I I want to see more of Fizz. Mm, quite simply, yeah. like um, it's he hard bought, to say who we, he bought that Manfield game. Yeah, it's hard to see who to say who he replaces, but we've got aging players and we've got Bannon, who's obviously his legs are going to get a bit more tired. Bring Fizz through and sort of see if we can get him in more of a creative role and bring things through and make it more of a central midfield. If we're running out of options in games, bring Fizz on, yeah. see what happens. But that's it. That's but, all yep. I've got for this week's episode yeah. of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Quite a bit happened this week, actually. Yeah, you it, got anything Anything last, uh, left to add, my friend? Not really. If we've got the situation where... We've got a week where there's not going much game time, so we'll get a lot of community stuff posted because we might need some topics. Which, yes, please do. Because it's when it's one game week, it's a little bit stretched. <laughs> I am trolling new stuff and going, I'm picking the bottle of the barrel. Yeah, we just need chance to fall out with somebody else and we'll be sorted. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Uh, but no, that is it for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Be well, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. Take care.